0: I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 20. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, today I wanted to share with you about a woman that has had an unbelievably immense impact on my life. Some of you may have never heard of her, and you're going to say, who? but I think by the end of this podcast, you are going to be just chomping at the bit to learn more about her as well. Her name is Henrietta Mears. Henrietta Mears uh, was born in Fargo, North Dakota. She was the youngest of seven children. She had a lot of very severe health challenges, both with her eyes and with her physical body. And she, uh, was prayed for actually supernaturally healed in both cases and was able to live a very robust and normal life she was raised in well as i said she was born in north dakota but then she taught school in small towns in minneapolis and minnesota she became a principal and then she and her sister margaret used to host guest speakers from their church in their home on Sunday afternoons. And one day she said to her pastor, Oh, you know, pastor, I think that Margaret and I need to let someone else have a turn. Um, I don't think we should host this week's guest speaker. And the pastor said to her, oh, Henrietta, that's ridiculous. You know that the speakers always have way more fun with you and Margaret than anybody else. And so she listened to her pastor and she hosted a gentleman that Sunday afternoon for lunch. And he was the pastor of Hollywood Presbyterian Church in Southern California. And they created such a bond he didn't even want to go back to rest before he had to speak that Sunday again in the evening he just bonded with with Henrietta and Margaret and he ran a lot of ideas by them a book that he was writing and different things and he said when you get a chance I really want you to come to Los Angeles and I want you to come and visit our church So in those days, of course, long before a lot of travel was going on, um, they just kind of laughed like, well, that's not going to happen in the early 20s, um, 1920s, I should clarify. And so they, uh, Margaret and her sister, Henrietta, decided to take a world trip, which was very common in those days, kind of the great, I don't know what they used to call it in the Victorian era, but they decided to make this, this trip and they traveled around the world. And then when they came back, they said, well, let's stop in Los Angeles on our way home. And they stopped and they visited there. And the pastor challenged Henrietta to pray about moving to Los Angeles, to Hollywood and being his education pastor. And she kind of rolled her eyes, but as they went out to the pig and whistle for breakfast one day in Hollywood, as they started to talk, she had said to the Lord, I need you to absolutely open this door. There's no way I can open it or want to open it for myself. And as they walked into the pig and whistle, she saw for the first time an electric door open automatically as she walked in. And then as they were eating together, she changed her voice from what you should do to what we should do. And by the end of it, she knew that the Lord was leading her. She went back to Minneapolis. Nobody's houses were selling, but she Uh, read about Gideon in the Bible and she went home and raised the price of her house and the first man that came through bought it on the spot at full, full price. And so she moved to Hollywood and she brought her sister with her to be her housekeeper and she jumped in full speed ahead. She was named Christian education director at the age of 38 and she was also the college department teacher. When she arrived, there were 400 children attending the Sunday school. And in the years that went on, it went from 400 children to 6,000 children. And Henrietta had some core values that were very, very important to her. One was the inerrancy of scripture. Everything had to be based on scripture or she wasn't interested. She also was very concerned with the quality of curriculum that was being produced for children. It was all over the place. It wasn't chronological. One morning they would study about King Saul, and the next week they would study about Saul of Tarsus. And the children understandably thought it was the same person and she was just so frustrated that she began to write her own curriculum she began to mimeograph it and copy it for her teachers and people from all over the world would come to hollywood Press and beg her to share the curriculum with them and she'd say we can't even produce enough for our own teachers fast enough but as the lord would have it she finally listened to the pressure and the voice of the lord and began creating curriculum that went throughout the entire world. And it's called gospel light curriculum. She also had a deep passion for the outdoors nature and the power of camping ministry in children's lives and how very often children and adults will have a very radical conversion or rededication experience with Christ when they're taken away from their normal life and put into a natural immersion kind of into a camping environment. Through a series of years, by a miracle, she was able to personally purchase Forest Home Conference Center in California in 1938 And that really was the gold standard of what camping ministry and family camps and Christian camping really is about in the United States. She was a huge influencer of young people. As I said, she taught in the college department there at Hollywood Prez, and she began to be very intentional about targeting a certain group of people, and that was the young, sharp college men. Uh, She bought a house across from UCLA. She and her sister uh, ran this beautiful home. She always dressed exquisitely. She wore beautiful hats and gorgeous clothes and fur boas and she was very flamboyant and stylish and she believed that as believers we should represent the Lord with excellence and as she began reaching out to these college students there were some very very important and memorable people in her life that she changed the course of their lives one was Mark Halverson who went on to become chaplain of the United States Senate another was a young man named Bill Bright and Bill Bright came to the Lord under Henrietta's ministry there at the church. And his longtime girlfriend and now fiancé, Vanette, wanted nothing to do with this fanaticism. And so she came to California to talk him out of it. And Bill Bright asked Vonette if she would consider meeting with teacher. That's what they all called Henrietta Mears. And she said she was willing to. And so they met for about an hour and a half, I believe it was, And at the end of that time, Vonette Bright gave her life to Christ, and the rest is history. She and her husband wound up living with Henrietta and Margaret in a beautiful home, and they lived there for several years. And from that time together, they began to launch Campus Crusade. She also influenced Billy Graham and Ruth Bell Graham tremendously. Billy Graham came and spoke at Forest Home as a fairly young man, And he was really grappling with the inerrancy of scripture, whether the Bible could be trusted, whether it was wholly true. Um, So much theology was coming out of Europe saying that. You know, this really couldn't be believed and and this kind of liberal theology. But teacher met with Billy Graham as a young man and challenged him and really shared the truths of the gospel, that they could be trusted, that they could be believed. And Billy Graham went out into the woods at Forest Home and got on his knees and he cried out to God. And from that experience, the Lord met him. He went on to do the Los Angeles crusade, which launched him on the world stage and his life was never the same. And he credited Henrietta Mears with being one of the greatest Christians he had ever known. His wife, Ruth Bell Graham, who's one of my heroines, used to say, we all talk about being loving, but Miss Mears was love. Ruth Bell Graham talks about being at a meeting. Henrietta Mears made everything so much fun. She would do these parades with the college kids and she would challenge them to excellence in everything. Um, if they did something that wasn't up to standard, she would just throw it in the garbage pail and they would all groan and she would say, Oh no, we cannot misrepresent Christ. We have to give him our very best. And people would say to her, Oh, Miss Mears, I would give anything to have a Sunday school as large as yours. And she'd say, No, you wouldn't. Because, you know, when you were growing up and your parents spent hundreds of dollars on piano lessons and you were too busy playing to practice, as you grow up now, you can't even play the piano. Well, you know, anything that we do for the Lord takes work it takes sacrifice and we have to give him our best we don't just wish for something to come to place but we have to um, give it our all and it's a sacrifice and it's hard work and one day she was so exhausted she she was ready to just have a breakdown and her assistant dragged her into the pastor's office and um, the pastor was gone so she just sat there with her Bible and put her head on the pastor's desk and sobbed. And when she was done having a good cry, she opened her Bible to the Book of Numbers where it said, As your days are, so shall your strength be. And she realized that she was borrowing trouble, that she needed to just focus on what needed to be done one day at a time. And the testimony of her from all the people she influenced was that they never heard her complain about being tired or overwhelmed. But she had that kind of come to Jesus experience where she realized that the Lord would give her the strength she needed for each day and that the next day would come and the strength would be there as well. There have been several books written about her. One is called Dream Big, the Henrietta Mears Story dream big. Another is just simply called teacher. Uh, She was also instrumental with a lot of different professors around the country, a lot of people at Dallas Seminary. Everywhere you would go in Christianity um, into really the 60s, you would be meeting people who were impacted tremendously by Henrietta Mears and her life. Howard Hendricks always quoted teacher and what she had meant to him. Um, in 1963, she went home to be with the Lord, and her funeral was uh, ca- caused traffic jams. In Hollywood, people from all over the world came to testify about what Henrietta had meant to them In their lives and how they had been launched into ministry because of her influence her excitement for the lord her passion Um, so many people talked about what she meant to them bill bright said dr henrietta mears was truly one of the great women of the 20th century and one of the greatest influences of our lives she lived her life in obedience to our lord's command in 2 Timothy 2.2, teach these great truths to trustworthy men who will in turn pass them on to others. Ruth Bell Graham, as I said, said, I think Miss Mears had the greatest capacity for loving people of almost anyone I know. Some of us talk about love, but Miss Mears loved. No wonder God used her. Richard Halverson, chaplain who was chaplain of the United States Senate, said, In my mind, Henrietta Mears was the giant of Christian education, not only in her generation, but this century. There's simply no way to exaggerate her effectiveness as a teacher, a communicator, and an inspirer. Vonette Bright. Co-founder of Campus Crusade said, I caught from Henrietta Mears the Christian life, not only from her teaching, but also from her living. To me, she was one of the greatest Christians of all time. Mark Hatfield, who went on to become a United States Senator, said only eternity will reveal the far-reaching effect of her devotion to the cause of Christ and to making his love known around the world." So this is a woman whose children have arisen and called her blessed. She never married. She turned down some wonderful marriage proposals, but the Lord kept her single-minded and focused, and she was one of the greatest Bible teachers of all time. She would teach the college students, and she would have thousands of people coming to hear her teach, and then every week in her home she had a creative club where all the artists and the musicians, she influenced so many of the movie stars in America, Colleen Townsend and um, all these different movie stars that she impacted. Roy Rogers and Dale Evans, the great cowboy stars, said this, how much we loved and admired her as a Christian and as a friend. We know of no other woman who could boast of so many children in the Lord. It makes me cry. And we're sure they have risen up to call her blessed. So I want to expose you to her. She's also very well known for a book that she wrote called What the Bible is All About. What the Bible is All About, which is a quick reference edition uh, to a book that she had written earlier and it is kind of a, um, a Bible handbook that will take you through the whole Bible and teach you really um, how to use the Bible as a tool, as an instrument, it is an amazing, amazing book. So originally the book was just what the Bible is all about. And then they, Regal published a more simplified version called what the Bible's all about, quick reference edition. And it is a best-selling book. It is sold, I don't even know, three million copies I believe is it, it has sold. And it, every home should have a copy of this book. And everyone should be influenced by Henrietta Mears. I love reading biographies. I love having a standard uh, presented that is something to aim for. And of course, many of you know that I was a children's pastor for three years in Wheaton, Illinois. And when um, I was a young Christian, I happened to read a biography on Henrietta Mears that I found in our prayer room at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. And I remember just not being able to put the book down as a brand new baby Christian. And the Lord was beginning to call me From being an art student, which I'd been all my life, an art major, now at 22 years of age, he began to call me to children's ministry, which was something I'd never thought about. And one of the key components of my calling was reading about Henrietta Mears. And then when I got hired as a children's pastor, I reread all the biographies I had on her and just got my marching orders, and the Lord cast the vision of how to invest in leaders so that they in turn can lead, and how to call men into the ministry. For example, when she was recruiting for uh, Sunday school teachers, she said, where else in the world would we put such unqualified reluctant people in positions of leadership and influence it's ridiculous what public school principal would just walk downtown and just grab anyone walking by and say hey we have an opening could you teach fourth grade to us it would be ridiculous but yet that is how we recruit for Sunday school and she talked about training and going for the very best and that was the principle I used as a children's pastor I would ask people that were in high level places in uh, at Wheaton College and administration professors uh, all sorts of very highly qualified people and I would say to them you know what I want you because our children deserve the very best and they would laugh and they would say oh my word it's impossible to say no to you but you see I believed in it with all my heart that our children deserved excellence And all of our children do. And she really taught me those things. And uh, my life is so much richer because of Henrietta Mears. And I believe yours will be too as you get to know her better. So thanks for being with me today on Homeschool Made Simple. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website www.caroljoyside.com to subscribe to the monthly newsletter and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.